Hello, hello, my name is Rainer and welcome to Nordic Sustainability Investigator. In this podcast, I'm interviewing sustainability managers from different businesses in the Nordics to learn from them how to create more sustainable organizations. Paulik is a family-owned group from Finland, whose history dates back to 1876. Their main products are coffee, spices, plant-based products and snacks, from famous brands like Paulik, Santa Maria, Golden Green and Poco Loco. In this episode, Paulik's Director of Sustainability and Public Affairs, Lea Rankinen, talks about their new ambitious targets for 2030 and also what are some challenges for a group with more than 6,000 indirect suppliers? Hi, Lea. I'm really happy to talk with you about sustainability at Paulik today. And uh, before we start talking about Paulik, I would uh, firstly like to hear how did you start your career in sustainability and where did the interest come from? Uh, hi, and uh, thank you very much for the invitation to discuss with you today. And uh, uh, I, I think that the interest is coming really from already from my childhood. I'm, I'm, I'm from the farm and as a child, I was really interested about the uh, nature and uh, environmental issues already. So basically, it is it is coming from there. And the the uh, other issue is that I have always been interested about the uh, uh, social aspect around us and and kind of uh, equal equality issues. So that that is the background. But um, I did. Uh, start my career nearly 20 years ago, I think 19 years ago, actually as an environmental expert. It, it was uh, one of the logistic and purchasing companies in Finland, which was part of the S-Group uh, retail, retail company. So uh, that is where I started, basically with the, with the environmental point of view and uh, during my career there came a lot of new kind of uh, aspects when there is an evolution of, of sustainability and uh, increasing that from the operational to very strategic level kind of and one of the good memories is that uh, also when I was in college and that was during the 90s uh, I, I established a recycling center together with my with my friends at that time and there were, wasn't so many uh, those kind of uh, issues in Finland and we were very well recognized of that, that uh, innovative initiative at that time so it's been quite a lot of many times in my life part, part of what I'm doing what did you recycle there? Uh, many things. That was a recycling center where people could brought uh, different kind of stuff they don't uh, use or need anymore. Mainly, definitely, there were kind of uh, clothes at that time, but uh, furniture and many different kind of things. We were operating that as a voluntary basis after school at that time. So did you resell these, uh, no, every, every, everything was a re, free of charge. Oh. Yeah. Okay, but what about your uh, 
education background? Is it also somehow connected with the sustainability or environment? Yes, uh, my my first uh, educational is that uh, first I studied uh, in, in the uh, the kind of a nat- uh, nat- natural uh, resources area in, in in polytechnic, but then I also then I went to the technical university to study uh, re- recycling techniques and uh, water water and uh, sanitation issues. So I'm a, I'm an environmental engineer from my studies. Very interesting. Uh, how do you define uh, sustainability for yourself? Yes, there, of course, there are different uh, definitions during the time has been and uh, during the career. But uh, maybe to summarize, for, for, for me, it's always kind of uh, developing the business in a way that uh, we work uh, with the planet boundaries, we take care of, uh, we take into the consideration of the planet and we take care of people and uh, we, we respect human rights and uh, acting also responsible way. So for me, it's kind of a ongoing development issue, kind of evolution. There are always new, new specific issues coming in, but uh, Basically, as to summarize that, that looking at the what, what, what are the aspects from the planet point of view, from the people point of view, and then also also kind of how what is the way you work. Wonderful. Uh, so today you work at the Paulik. So when did you join Paulik? I think it was quite recently, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quite recently, only, uh, four months ago, actually, today. <laughs> so I started uh, 2nd of March this year at Paulik. So I have my first four months, first hundred days here. And uh, I have really enjoyed being being here. And uh, because I think uh, food is really important part of the, and actually with the, with the sustainability area. And uh, Paulik has a long heritage, kind of uh, history and family-owned value-based company and uh, in- interesting products. Can you describe a bit more uh, how big Paulik exactly is and what are the main product lines? Yes, uh, Paulik is working in, uh, Paulik has operations in 13 different countries, actually, it's it's. In that sense, it's uh, very international. We have uh, more than 2,000 employees. And then the network is, uh, we have uh, 600, 650 suppliers, direct suppliers. And if you look at the indirect suppliers in our network, it's more than 6,000. Over, over there, our products are sold in, uh, I think, in nearly 70 different countries. And the raw materials we are using in our our products are coming over over eighty different countries globally. So Paulik is a family-owned company, very international, and our our biggest brands are like Paulik, like coffee, and then the golden and then the uh, Santa Maria, uh, Tex-Mex tortillas, spices, and uh, then we have a uh, Poco Loco. And uh, golden green, which is the the pulled oats, plant based products. Uh, what do you think are uh, Paulik's uh, some main values, and how do you translate them into your sustainability efforts? So you already mentioned that 
Paulikis uh, a family business and quite old. So have uh, this affected these values somehow? Yeah, that it's it's. I think the values are important here. When I I, I really saw it when I came into the company, and in the first week there was also uh, we were celebrating that our our values, and they are always looking at the. Uh, employees who are value heroes who are living with those values but they the shortly i think to translate them with the, how to link into the sustainability one of the values is uh, stay curious so i think from the sustainability point it's really good that uh, stay curious means that we always looking into the seeing into the future also what what kind of a changes we should need and exploring the kind of a new things. And then the other one is strive for excellence. So I think that's also very well in line and, and saying that we are ambitious. We we want to be the front runner and also in sustainability. And then the third value like grow together, it fits very well with the with the comprehensive sustainability work because the big impact always comes when we get all in into this. This is not the work that the centralized uh, small sustainability unit is doing. The issue is that uh, we, we need to do it together with our, our employers, different business functions, but also together with our suppliers and engagement in our networks. So I think these values fit very well with our, our sustainability work and our, our ambition to be kind of uh, ambitious there and from, from the food and beverage industry. Uh, when you joined the public uh, four months ago, then you said uh, that public will have an internal challenger in you. So how have you challenged the uh, public internally so far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah, that, that was a good point which you picked from what I, what I say when I came in. But um, because uh, I think the sustainability at the end, it's kind of uh, you need that that is the leading the issues in the huge networks, and it's always the leading kind of a, some kind of a change. And my role is always to look at a little bit uh, further than the actual kind of uh, current plans are to, to recognize the, the bigger expectations from the, for example, from the planet point of view or the regulations. And I think what I have been doing now with the first four months, I have challenged Paulik now to create the new roadmap for sustainability. We have a new ambition and uh, and vision for being front runner so i have been challenging really the kind of that uh, what are our new initiatives and actions we are going to do in a, in the coming three years and um, it's been interesting and there are new interesting initiatives coming so which i unfortunately can't tell them yet everything but uh, i would say that stay tuned Absolutely. But uh, let's talk more about uh, your vision uh, that you created for public uh, to become a front runner. Yeah, I think that that is kind of the front running is also there that uh, public is seeing that uh, sustainability is really key part of the company success in the in the future. Also, that it's it needs to be 
very strongly integrated over there. And uh, if we if we look at the expectations from from consumers and changes uh, is needed, it's good to be there in a position that uh, you are adapting and you are proactive in these areas. That is how you're gonna how you're gonna succeed. And the Baulik has a has a good heritage, like over 140 years with the uh, with the um, business and uh, it's kind of the idea to make sure that uh, we are going to be there sustainably for the next hundred years too. And uh, that, that, that's the way to do it. So sustainability can be seen as a social part and the environmental part. Uh, so what does social sustainability or responsibility mean for public? Uh, in our new new sustainability framework, it's kind of uh, this social part is uh, framed with uh, saying that uh, being fair and inclusive. Actually, that that is the kind of uh, goal there, and what it then means. Also, we are continuing from that that heritage too. That uh, like I said, that we have over two thousand own employees in thirteen different countries. So one of the most important issues is that uh, we want to be a good and safe workplace. That's the key for everybody. Now, during this spring, this has been uh, this special situation with COVID-19. This has been even more important than earlier to safeguard and guarantee the the safety, safe uh, workplace. But uh, also the social aspect, if we look at our our network uh, with our more than 600 uh, uh, direct suppliers and uh, nearly 7,000 indirect supplying. So our aim is to be fair partner for all of these and uh, to work in a way that uh, we verify the products and raw materials which comes from the areas where there might there are uh, uh, kind of a social or human right risks that uh, we we handle them them very well. So I think uh, it's the it's the way of working towards uh, sustainable sourcing, running partnership programs in in sourcing countries, for example, uh, collaborative actions which we have had with the Save the Children, for example, in India. To, to guarantee that uh, children can go to school in the areas where, where the spices are coming. And uh, so very, very different level uh, uh, approaches from own employees to, to, to supply chain issues, but also project in the com- communities where we are operating. So what are some uh, concrete social issues that public encounters in its business? So for example, is one cocoa? Uh, no, no, uh, the, the coffee definitely. Uh, the coffee is uh, important area, but uh, uh, we we look at it as a holistic issue with uh, with the different supply chains. Kind of looking at the, what are the working conditions there where our uh, products are produced or raw materials has been uh, where the agricultural phase is. For example, 
the the farming farming uh, coffee farming that uh, uh, aiming the productivity to the small farmers and um, and then but also looking at the like a spicy supply chain so it's it's very holistic to look at it from the working conditions to the safety work environment but also kind of that uh, looking at there are no human right risks like uh, child labor or or forced labor or things like that but how do you make sure that uh, all the working conditions uh, are good so do you have your own people at public who go on the place and check or do you use uh, some kind of external partners yeah yeah d- different methods and one one of the issues is that uh, in that sense the world is n- never ready in a way that you can't ever say that in every supply chain everything is 100% fully fully okay something might happen forever all, always, but uh, we have a different different ways. For example, with the coffee, we have been investing a lot of these aspects during the previous years. That uh, saying that now all the coffee that uh, public is using is coming from uh, uh, verified, sustainable, verified sources. It means that uh, we are using the certification schemes like fair trade UTS certifications, and some of the some of the uh, coffees are coming from the uh, partnerships programs, but also our our uh, purchasing department is uh, and sourcing is doing a very close collaboration with with our our suppliers, and and and, and uh, long term relationships building with them, and uh, also they have been living in a countries at some point where where our raw materials are coming from. Uh, I read that Paulik's uh, sustainability approach for 2030 is based on uh, three prioritized United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So these are the SDG 8, Decent Work and Economic Growth, SDG 12, Responsible Consumption and Production, and SDG 13, uh, which is Climate Action. So firstly, uh, why did you why did Paulik choose exactly these three and not uh, some other SDGs to focus on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 was the work we were kind of analyzing. That uh, what is what is our business structure? What what are our product lines? And where are we operating? Which countries? And things. so it's kind of that uh, we think that um, these are the areas uh, we have. Uh, possibilities to have a positive impact actually and make make the biggest uh, possibilities to uh, to make a positive uh, change and also these aspects are these has a, these have a very strong link to our operations so in, in that sense it was uh, it was uh, quite clear clear that uh, the, the areas and uh, both of aspects were taking into the consideration that uh, how to mitigate the risks in these areas, but how to actually look at the the opportunities and possibilities to develop new different uh, the products in a way that uh, they are 
they are making the more sustainable consumption possible for consumers. Uh, let's look at uh, every aspect uh, or the goal uh, separately. So mm-hmm. let's take first uh, decent work and economic growth. Uh, so what is your some particular goal uh, under this SDG and what is your plan to achieve it? Yeah, our, our main main uh, targets uh, on under this is, which is also now uh, publicly announced, is that uh, 100% of the raw materials, uh, what 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 public is using, and the raw materials which are coming from risk areas, uh, are externally uh, verified. Are coming from externally verified uh, sustainable sources. So this is going to be a big and and huge work, actually. That uh, looking at the different products, we 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 have a, uh, I think around thousand different raw materials that uh, that checking further into the supply chain to to and uh, evaluate that which which we are using. Uh, uh, certified sources and where we are using other external uh, auditing methods but this is our our long-term now ambition in that area so does it mean that you have to start uh, uh, looking into your suppliers of suppliers of suppliers and so on yeah we are going further into the supply chain Mm -hmm. behind the first phase Uh, so you said uh, that uh, the goal is 100%. So do you, do you know what's the percent uh, today? Uh, we are evaluating more specifically at this moment with the, with the current situation because uh, we need to do it again because we have been now uh, looking at the, making the um, uh, structural changes also internally at Paulik to looking at one Paulik umbrella. Earlier we had a different business uh, divisions like uh, public food, public coffee. So now, when we are we have a one public approach for this, we still need to to update our our uh, uh, metrics in that that areas to look at really that uh, define this um, current situation again and, uh, and look at it the sub sub target in it. So let's move to the second SDG. So responsible consumption and production. So what is your goal under this SDG? There the, the goal is that 2030 that 70% of public uh, net sales is coming from uh, products and services which are good uh, for people on planet. And then from the concrete, it will mean that our, our first task is that we are cre- uh, creating the criteria for ourselves when we are uh, developing our existing products and developing the new products that what are the criteria we need to use that saying that good for the people good for the planet and also aiming that can you say any examples right now uh, for example uh, what products were, are good for the planet and which are not so good <laughs> They, they, but there will be the different uh, angles over there. But anyhow, with the public current situation from the planet point of view is 
quite good position because we are nearly 100% already uh, plant-based products in our, our portfolio. But there are definitely in there different aspects that we we defining more the criteria for the for example for the people like uh, from the nutrition and health point of view to looking at that what what are then the specific sub criteria for different uh, product groups because uh, even the plant based product the healthy aspect need to look at it at what kind of uh, areas there are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I uh, saw that uh, Polik is also going more and more into plant-based protein uh, food business. Yeah. So I saw that, uh, was it uh, Bullet Oats, mm-hmm. a new product? Can you talk about this? Yeah, the Bullet Oats uh, Golden Green is uh, now the Polik subsidiary company. And uh, and uh, it's really important part of the Polik public uh, portfolio now and uh, we are we are seeing that there are a lot of uh, growth possibilities in that area in the in the future is it sold only in finland or is uh, also no, no it's it's in the different markets or already bullet oats last week uh, it went uh, open to the uh, uk markets for different chains it's we are all also Uh, selling pullet oats in Netherlands, in uh, Spain, and in US. Very interesting. Yeah. So the SDG 13 climate action. Uh, what is your goal for this? There, there we have uh, two two different uh, targets over there for for public own operations, which are our own manufacturing production facilities in. In, in European countries, we have a, a target that uh, uh, 80% less uh, carbon emissions. We are reducing 80% of the carbon emissions. And then when we are looking at the public whole uh, value chain, like taking into account the kind of uh, scope three emissions due from the logistic packagings, raw materials where, where the agricultural phase our target is to make the 50% reduction for carbon emissions in the coming 10 years so this 80 and 50% uh, is it compared to what year uh 2018 is the baseline yeah okay and yeah. Uh, this numbers uh, is there any particular reason for like exactly 80% and 50% or is it just uh, that you saw would be realistic in uh, uh, some time? I think the, these, these reduction targets are, are quite ambitious with the kind of, uh, especially for the value chain, the 50% uh, re- real reduction for the emissions is, is like what I see and benchmark globally is quite ambition actually. And uh, because many time, uh, many times companies has a target for the value chain that they are engaging the com- uh, the partners for the carbon carbon reductions, but uh, we are aiming in the area that we are also under the evaluation process to do this with the science science based target method. So checking that uh, we would like us as target to be aligned with the uh, 1.5 decrease Paris ac- agreement target level. 
So to become a, a sustainable company, uh, one definitely has to work with uh, its suppliers. So what are some uh, challenging challenges you have encountered with uh, working with suppliers and how do you even choose your suppliers? I think for Paulik, it's been uh, always quite important uh, value to create long-term relationships with uh, with the sub- suppliers, with key partners, finding the areas and uh, for the raw materials and doing and learning also together. That's that's important uh, important value over there. But uh, maybe being, being concrete that then one of, one of the challenges definitely is that when you have a lot of lot of different kind lot of partners and suppliers when we are starting to implementing for example climate work, there could be a different approaches and uh, with uh, with suppliers already that uh, uh, we need to be quite. Uh, uh, listening them also the ideas what they already have, but then also make the make the common path that uh, we are aligned that that everybody is not uh, using different kind of uh, methods to measuring for example emissions. So we need the uh, common understanding always that. Uh, that what what are the metrics and what are the framework what are the standards how we how we do these things uh, how do you communicate with um, your suppliers so is it uh, just uh, like emails or phone calls uh, because i have heard that some companies even have like uh, supplier days where all suppliers come together so do we have anything like this too Public uh, ba- ba- has uh, the the sourcing department uh, visit quite uh, quite often. Also, they go they do the visits for the country of origins and visit suppliers. Of course, uh, on a on a uh, normal daily basis, the normal way of doing is the kind of emailing phone. But uh, with your strategic partners, it's important that you know know your suppliers and for example with the public has a way that uh, the, with the sustainability for example with the sustainability people in with the suppliers we have a common sometimes common meetings in that area specifically too so there are different way of methods but one really important aspect is that our our sourcing and then also our our top leadership also visits to meet our strategic important partners it is so inter important for example this year was it on march our ceo and uh, business area directors were visiting india with our most important spices suppliers mm-hmm. uh, so let's move uh, from the products to packaging so mm-hmm. how uh, does packaging affect uh, public sustainability do we have any plan to make your packaging more sustainable? Uh, yes, definitely, because uh, packaging is the as- uh, really the aspect that um, what consumers are seeing, co- consumers are interested about it, but also from the circularity point of view, that uh, making sure that uh, uh, we are developing the materials which are recyclable. 
So under the under the our uh, sustainability approach, we have a long 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 term goal for uh, packaging development also. That target is that 2030, all our packages are recyclable, or uh, and there are all uh, recycled or renewable materials. Uh, what are uh, some uh, key performance indicators? How do you measure your sustainability at Paulik? There, uh, there are existing quite a lot of different metrics what we are using in external sustainability reporting. But uh, now when we have been building the new uh, sustainability approach with the new framework, and uh, which we went through that, which are our main targets under the SGTs, those three are and um, those are going to be the definitely our main KPIs also, because uh, I think it's really important that we have internally very clear that from the leadership management point of view, which are the main metrics we need to follow, that we make the impact. And then with the external sustainability reporting, there are bigger variety of different. Uh, uh, metric because uh, showing that uh, you are transparent with your uh, actions towards your stakeholders. But the main KPIs are those which we went through this uh, discussion with our main targets now. And, uh, and uh, we are in the process now also to update all these KPI uh f- framings and and metrics because for the one public uh, approach mm. so the m- main kpis were the 100% uh, certified yeah. 70% uh, sales oh. yeah yeah from the products that are good for the planet and people and 80% reduction in your operations of co2 yeah and uh, 50% in value chain those will definitely be be the main main KPIs, but uh, then we are in the process to look at the sub sub targets and uh, do we need what other other possible internal KPIs we need? Mm-hmm. But these are the main important. But speaking about uh, reporting all this uh, sustainability, which is a big part of reporting, is a very big part of sustainability. So, uh, what are your principles? How do you report? I think one of the important principles is that um, uh, to look at it, that we have a good transparency level that, that with our reporting that we are increasing the transparency that the stakeholders who are interested about our actions get the valuable information. Definitely, that, that is the one. And then the sec- second one is to develop it also in that sense that we are following the best uh, global best practices in reporting and uh, looking at uh, definitely with the standards but uh, what is coming from the from the EU EU frameworks the expectation for companies to disclose in their report and uh, being comprehensive the good quality and uh, that we use the language that it's understandable also. What uh, standards do you use? At this moment, uh, we have been following GRA in in our our reporting. 
uh, what do you feel could be done better in uh, sustainability at public? What are some uh, bottlenecks? Uh, um, there, of course, there are all, always issues. I think one of the philosophical point of view from sustainability is that uh, this is n- never ready. This, in this area, the world is never ready. There are always <laughs> always uh, issues. One of them is what we have been now actually improving is that uh, that earlier there wasn't a really uh, company level clear joint uh, framework for for the sustainability. The, the, there, there has been a there's a good heritage. And a good culture, people have been doing a lot of uh, sustainability work, and especially with the coffee area, the work that doing the supply chain uh, sustainably verified during the last year has been a very important step. But uh, but maybe what could have been actually done better would be in that uh, they're really looking at the whole company level joint uh, targets and visions, but that is the issue we have been now doing. And I think that in that way that we have a good uh, framework and uh, uh, company level governance and uh, processes and uh, strategy integrated roadmaps, we are even even getting more impactful uh, yeah, results. And on the other side, uh, what do you think are the three most important lessons from Paulik that uh, other companies could learn from to become more sustainable? Mm, I think what I like here is very the the culture is really good for that. So good the good very good collaborative culture. It is good enabler that you have a good possibility to to get a bigger changes and uh, like I earlier said that very clear success story for Paulik has been to that they made the very ambition decisions for for coffee uh, a few years ago without no know, clearly knowing at that time how they were gonna do it but they made a ambition goal and uh, commitment to invest in that and actually then they succeeded the target and communicated it and uh, now consumers are evaluating Paulik as the most sustainable beverage company in Finland so I think that is the good success story amazing uh, any other uh, most important lessons and uh, yep then good lesson is that uh, from this company, the owner's commitment and the leadership commitment, that guarantees that, that you have a longer term, that this is the longer term issue. And uh, it, it, it enables it to invest into the longer term, that not just uh, reacting with the trends and acute issues. So that is a very good backbone for this. Yeah, uh, Lea, thank you so much for sharing yours and Paulik's experience. And if people want to learn more about uh, sustainability at Paulik or contact you, uh, where can they do it? 
they, they can definitely do it. And one of one of the aspects in sustainability is that uh, it, this is the engagement and collaborations. And uh, I'm always ready to to have a chat and have a uh, good cup of coffee. So thank you, Rainer, also for you and all the best with this uh, with this podcast. I hope that this episode inspired you to set ambitious sustainability targets also in your company. If so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you get notified when a new interview is published. By the way, if you have a company in mind that should definitely be in one episode, please let me know through website nordicsustainabilityinvestigator.com.